Good morning, everybody. Pastor Paul here. It's a Thursday morning, August 24th. Where is the month of August going? And when is fall season coming? But that's just not for this morning to discuss. What we're here to discuss, of course, is the Gospel of Matthew. So what we do here Monday through Friday uh, for these 15 minutes is we walk through the passage of Scripture that we are going to be preaching on for that coming Sunday. And in that way, what we're, we're hoping to do is to work through, exposit, exegete this passage together, and that you're grabbing hold of some tools, getting sort of a, a, an insider's perspective, so to speak, on how I'm looking at the passage, and Lord willing, that will help equip you to study the Word of God for yourself in your own personal devotional life and study. So we're in Matthew chapter 9, and of course this is the calling of Matthew, which is then followed by the party Matthew throws for all the other, um, shall we say, say, island of misfit toys, spiritually folks, folks in the community that were ostracized, shunned, seen as uh, richly defiled, and he, he invites all these people, and then, of course, he invites Jesus. And the Pharisees, uh, right on cue, of course, um, do not like this. And they are wondering, how can a holy man of God, a prophet of God, um, be running around with this sort of spiritual riffraff? This is not proper for uh, a Jewish leader. Um, to which Jesus, as we saw last time, flips the, the tables on them and, and, and says, essentially, listen, um, I'm, of course, we know this from the previous week, the passage, that, that I forgive sins. And these people are here because they need their sins forgiven. And how can they have their sins forgiven unless they come to me, unless the, the sick recognize they need a doctor? And so remember, our overarching point from these last couple days is that anyone can receive forgiveness. And we see this with Matthew himself being the most unpopular, defiled man in town, along with all of his friends. But now the passage turns to what this means for the Pharisees. And we're going to spend the next two mornings today and tomorrow morning, Friday, um, unpacking that. And under the broad theme that if our, if our first idea is that anyone can receive forgiveness, the second point would be everyone needs forgiveness, okay? Anyone can be forgiven, but everyone needs to be forgiven. All right, so let's dive into the passage, Matthew 9, beginning at verse 9. As Jesus passed on from there, he saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, follow me. And he rose and followed him. And as Jesus reclined at table in the house, behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and were reclining with Jesus and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? But when he heard it, he said, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. All right, so this last verse, verse 13, that's what we want to camp out on for these next two mornings. So 
So in response to this sort of nonsensical, self-righteous retort, why are, why are you hanging around with these people? Jesus is, in effect, saying because they need a doctor, they need forgiveness, and they know it. Then it comes, well, what about the Pharisees themselves? What, what are we to say or imply here about this? Well, we're not implying anything. Jesus says it very directly. Look at, look at verse 13. Jesus says, go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. Now, that phrase, go and learn, it's a, it's a rabbinic word. Um, it was oftentimes used in discourse or exchanges when someone was attempting to make a point. And typically, make a point about something that should be obvious, should be plain, um, should be clear, and 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 it's a it's a it's a formulaic way of saying, have you not read your Bibles? <laughs> have you have you missed the obvious point of the Scriptures? Go and learn what this means, and what does Jesus tell them to go and learn? And again, if you have a study Bible or your study or you, you're opening God's Word on a tablet, verse thirteen has a little sub note. Okay. And it says that Jesus here is quoting Hosea 6.6. 6. So that would be a good opportunity for us to go back to Hosea and to look at what Jesus is quoting here. Now, in Hosea, in Hosea what the prophet really is um, zeroing in on with the people of God is that they're doing the right things, but their hearts are far from God. Now, does this not sound familiar with what we've been saying has been happening with the Pharisees? And um, in, in, the, in the Old Testament context, the people of God were doing, quote unquote, they were checking the boxes. They were offering the sacrifices. They were giving the tithes. They were uh, attending worship. They were, they were following the, the commands of the law. But listen to Hosea's indictment of them. Okay, let's go to Hosea 6.6. 6. And this is God speaking through the prophets, through Hosea. God says, For I desire steadfast love and not sacrifice, the knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. So, in essence, God's saying, I, I, What I really want is your heart. What I really want is a broken and contrite spirit. What I really want is a spirit that is submitted to me. Um, of course, I command you to offer sacrifices. Of course, I, I command you to, to offerings and fasts and those sorts of things. But those are all predicated on the fact that they flow from a changed heart. And if you're doing these ritualistic things, but yet your heart is far from God, they will do you no good. In fact, they will only heap condemnation on your head. So when we go back to, that, that's what's happening in the original context in Hosea, but when we go back to Matthew chapter 9, when he says, go and learn what this means, I desire, mer I desire mercy and not sacrifice, what is that, how does that apply in the current context, okay? And I think this is, this is in essence, what Jesus is getting at here. Um, Jesus says, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. Well, the Pharisees, of course, have been very ritualistic. They have been very attentive to the 
external things and the outward parts of obedience to Torah and to the law, but what is the one thing they lack in relation, in this particular context, they, they lack mercy. For whom? Well, for the tax collectors and sinners. That's whom they lack mercy for. Uh, they, they're judgmental of these people. They're, they're self-righteously condemning them. And even when they sense spiritual movement from them by the fact that they are coming to Jesus, um, they look at that with disdain. They look at that with condemnation. They're, they're thinking about all of this in relationship to themselves versus the spiritual needs of the people. That's why they were a corrupt leadership. This is why Jesus later in Matthew calls them blind guides and calls down the woes upon them. They are tasked with being under shepherds to the chief shepherd, but yet they are wolves. They are devouring the people. They don't care about the people. They care about themselves. And so what Jesus is, is in essence saying is, you can offer all the sacrifices you want, but if your heart is not in alignment with me, as it is then borne out in relationship to other people, I don't want to hear it. I don't want any part of it because it doesn't honor me. It's about you and about me. And so this is in essence, I think what he's saying in this first part, first part of verse 13. And when we think about the applications for us as believers today, um, this is an important category for us, right? I, I think about Amos chapter five. So, so if you turn there just for a second, Amos is addressing a very similar circumstance and context as is Hosea. And Amos puts a pretty fine point on this. And we're going to look, look at Amos 5, verse 21. Let's read together. I hate, I despise your feasts, and I take no delight in your solemn assemblies. Even though you offer me your burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. In the peace offerings of your fattened animals, I will not look upon them. Take away from me the noise of your songs. To the melody of your harps, I will not listen. But let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. Again, same point stated in a different way. He's saying, if Amos is saying, if your hearts were right with me, right before God, they would be poured out in care and mercy and sacrifice for your fellow Israelites. Um, but by virtue of the fact that you are not pursuing justice, you're not pursuing righteousness, the horizontal relationships, then this stuff about going through the motions vertically with God is not going to do you any sort of good. It's a great, great reminder for us, isn't it? As we're going about today and the things that God calls us to do in our families, in our vocations, with our friends, with what we're engaged in, um, in terms of our, our ministry to other people, all those are, are so important, right? Yet, if they are done apart from a life-giving relationship with Christ, they will do us no good. They don't honor God. And this is why who we are in the secret place, who we are in prayer before God is of the highest importance to the Lord. And, and that's personally convicting to me, right? I'm coming in here every day and doing these devotionals 
um, which is, quote unquote, a, a good thing, a proper thing, a right thing, what God calls me to do. Yet if my heart is, is far from God and this is born out of something else uh, other than the worship of him, then it doesn't honor him. So, so we all have to think about our lives in that way. It's not just what we do, it's who we are before the Lord. All right, now tomorrow, Friday, will be our last day together this week. We're, we're wanna zero in on the last part of this verse, okay, a, a part of Matthew. So, so if you flip back to Matthew very quickly, chapter nine, verse 13, Jesus says, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. And then he says, for I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. And what we're wanting to ask and answer next time is why aren't the Pharisees sitting around that table with Jesus? All right, but for today, let's commit our day to the Lord. Uh, Heavenly Father, you desire mercy, not sacrifice. You want a broken spirit, a contrite heart. And Lord, we're asking that you would produce that in us by the supernatural work of your spirit. Lord, we need you, and we ask for your help and guidance today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks, everybody. See you tomorrow.